At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we do have some news and notes. Of course, it's a big day in the NFL, the NFL trade deadline. Melvin Ingram has been traded from the Steelers to the Chiefs, which I find to be a very interesting move for, I, I, I guess he wasn't fitting in to Mike Tomlin's scheme there in Pittsburgh. But again, a couple of years ago, back with the Chargers, this was a guy that you looked at as, as a difference maker at the linebacker position. And also, Jalen Smith has just been released by mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers. So as a Cowboy fan who really enjoyed Jalen Smith there, and you, you go, wow, he got cut by the Cowboys. What happened? You wonder if the knee is just an issue where the Packers can't even find room for him on their roster. So a couple of linebacker moves here as we see if this day heats up here across the NFL. Yeah, and and look, that's really what you're going to see right now in terms of, you know, teams just looking to add a certain piece. Look, Von Miller, now, of right. course, that was the big deal yesterday, goes to the Rams. And really, the Broncos, I don't think we're going to be able to re-sign him anyway. So it's like, well, we can only get what we can get right now. We're not going to do a sign and trade and obviously take on money coming back from the other side. So I don't know if this is necessarily Denver punting on the season. I think everybody think so but look they're four and four they're still right in the mix they in are. the AFC West theoretically I mean nobody really is dazzling you in that division right now so I don't think Denver necessarily is punting that tells me that they're probably very close to getting Bradley Chubb back at least from injury and getting him off IR so 
I, I that might be much ado about nothing to say, okay, Denver is just p- really punting on the season because why would you in that division right now? Everybody still theoretically is in it. And Benjamin Albright's going to join us uh, later on this hour to discuss more of that with Von Miller and uh, how the Broncos and their fan base is uh, receiving that news today. Because to your point, 4-4 four and four in the AFC West right now, you're right there in the thick of things uh, as the Broncos got off to that 3-0 start, lost four in a row, but got back in the good foot last week. Let's talk a little action here. Tuesday night, college football. Let's go. Uh, so, again, I, I know our own Tim Murray here at VEASAN loves looking at the action here. Wes, I want to pick your brain about it tonight. Let's start off with Ball State against Akron here. And you look at Ball State 4-4, four and four, Akron 2-6. and six. Uh, Ball State 6-2 and two ATS in their last eight conference games, 7-3 and three in their last 10 as a, as a road favorite here. So they've been pretty good in this spot and over so far. Pretty solid play, 4-0 in their last four as a road favorite. What do you make of this game tonight? Well, here's kind of how you pick who's probably going to win the MAC this year. <laughs> Just go ahead. Yes, because nobody really stands out in this league. I think there's a little bit more of an undefined pecking order, but there usually is kind of one team maybe – on the periphery or just inside the AP top 25 at this point, that's got a very good record. You don't have any of those teams this year. No. This is very much wide open. And there's probably a team based on the preseason expectations that's not been more disappointing than Ball State. Recall this was a team last year, and I know that undefeated Sandy or San Jose State team out of the Mountain West, I know they had some COVID issues. Ball State absolutely whacked them in the Arizona Bowl last year down in Tucson. So you kind of thought, okay, reigning MAC champion. They beat a very good San Jose State team that was undefeated at the time. And now they've struggled out of the gate. They're only four and four. And they returned a lot of personnel, as most teams did in college football. But the quarterback, Drew Pitt, has kind of fallen off a little bit. And, you know, not really sure why. But, look, the victory on the road against Western Michigan shows that he can still have high-ceiling performance. He had 310 yards against uh, probably one of the better teams in in the Western Michigan Broncos. Uh, Ball State does have a a manageable schedule here on out, they've got two road games against Akron and NIU, Northern Illinois. That's been probably the surprise in the league. And then you get home games with Central Michigan and Buffalo. But they're going to need a little bit of help because they got off to kind of a shaky start. But this is a team that I still think maybe can get to that MAC championship game in Detroit at Ford Field. Meanwhile, Akron, no since uh, November 2018, they're 3-28. But two of those victories have come against Bowling Green. So they've already got two wins this season. So this at least it's an improvement over last season. But... Akron has used like three different quarterbacks this season, depending on who's healthy. They're not a very good offensive line. Last time out when they played Buffalo, they gave up 11 sacks. Oh. 11 sacks over a 60-minute football game. That is very hard to do. <laughs> but somehow Akron very much found a way. The defense is at the bottom of the league. Uh, the defensive line gets pushed around. The secondary can't cover. So... Uh, I mean, I don't know if I really want to lay it with Ball State necessarily because it's now up to 20 and a half at BetMGM. I certainly don't think that I want any part of Akron because mm. I do think that they are the worst team in the MAC. Even even a MAC right now that doesn't have that much of a defined pecking order necessarily. Eesh. Maybe a small lean to the under here at 58 and a half, depending on what you can get on that total. But boy, I, I just. I, I can't take Akron. 
Ball State maybe can be a little bit erratic, so there's always the possibility for the back door, but nothing for me here. Yeah, kind of a hold-your-nose spot, that's for sure. Let's talk a little bit about Miami of Ohio, 4-4 four and four against Ohio, 1-7 and seven here. And again, Miami's going to lay that touchdown here on the road uh, against the Bobcats. What do you make of this matchup here? Because, again, Ohio, 2-10 and 10 ATS in their last 12 home games and 3-9 and nine ATS in their last 12 games following a straight-up loss. So not good spots historically here for Ohio. It's been a tough season for Ohio simply because, look, uh, Frank Solich retired in the summer. So interim coach now. And and, and look, when you have that happen, that's just about the worst part time for it to happen. So a rough start was really expected. But Ohio has shown they've been a little bit better. Gradual improvement, baby steps in recent weeks. Their one win, of course, is against the aforementioned Akron Zips. Mm -hmm. Uh, Running game is pretty solid, as it usually is with Ohio. They use multiple quarterbacks. They have Armani Rogers, the former UNLV quarterback, yep. who's more of the mobile runner, zone read type of guy, and then a traditional pocket passer in Curtis Rourke. Uh, they can really run the ball very well. I think they're at 5.4 yard, yards a carry. That's 16th best in the nation. The defense, though, is not very good. The special teams are really not very <laughs> good. And then Miami of Ohio – Four and four, a lot of teams at four and four, seemingly in this Mid-American Conference. No real bad losses. They lost to Cincinnati, who we'll see what they're going to be tonight in the college football playoff rankings. They're going to be in the top four, probably somewhere between two through four. We'll see how high they rank them. But they lost to Cincinnati. They hung with Minnesota, only lost by five. And they lost to Army on the road. No shame in that. They also lost to Eastern Michigan, a game they really should have won. Miami's had some injuries at quarterback. Brett Gabbard, the brother of Blaine Gabbard, had some injuries. So A.J. Mayer had to start at quarterback. Uh, Gabbard is the much better guy. He came back last week and actually led Miami of Ohio to beat Ball State up in Muncie at Schumann Stadium was 20 and 24 for 207, two touchdowns, also didn't turn it over. The offensive line is a little bit shaky. The defense has a little bit of talent, though, especially in that front four and also in the front seven with the the linebackers. So uh, looking at this at seven and a half, you're starting to see some sevens also in the market. So I think that that price is about right. The, the over has gotten some support, and I think probably in these Tuesday night games, and now that we're going to have match in Tuesday and Wednesday night, people want something to bet on for college football. Yeah. So you're going to see the totals, I think, get bet to the over because it's like it's on TV. We want to see points. So if you're looking to bet unders, and I think this might be a decent spot for one at 54, Wait on it okay. because you're going to get maybe a couple points better of the number on the openers by and large in a lot of these Mac games. So maybe wait on this a little bit, but I certainly lean under with Miami and the Bobcats. One other game here, Max, and tonight Eastern Michigan taking on Toledo. And normally you think, all right, I'm going to back those Rockets and I'm going to lay the nine here and it's going to be an easy win. Wait, Eastern Michigan 24-9 ATS in their last 33 mm-hmm. road games and Toledo only 2-7 and seven ATS in their last nine games following an ATS win so those trends maybe you lean to the underdog here but three and nine eastern michigan ats in their last 12 games following an ats win for them so neither one of these teams have been good in the following week after covering a number right and and from a talent standpoint when you're trying to say okay who's really good or who's coming out of this these divisions to get in that mac championship game at ford field in detroit come first weekend of december toledo is probably the most talented team in the mac if you look 
to their home losses, though, they did have a, a tough loss as two touchdown favorites against Colorado State at home, also lost to Northern Illinois. The two losses on the road, they were very close at Notre Dame, only lost by three right. at South Bend, only lost by three at Central Michigan. And then their four wins – They've won very easily. Best defense in the MAC. Toledo, I think, has been known for their offense over the years, dating all the way back to the Matt Campbell days. Uh, their defense is really good. They added a Penn State transfer named Judge Culpepper, who's been, uh, I think, a real strength and a stalwart on the defensive line. But it's really been the offense that has been surprisingly bad for Toledo. The yeah. offensive line has not been very good. Carter Bradley was the returning starter at quarterback. And he got replaced, actually. They put Daquan Finn, who's more of a dual-threat guy, can do a little bit of zone read, in as the starter. And Finn is behind as a passer, but obviously has the ability to make big plays as a runner. So you look at Toledo. They've got an easy schedule going forward. This is a winnable game tonight. They are nine-point favorites over Eastern Michigan. I'm not necessarily going to lay to the number. Eastern Michigan, by the way, five and three start. But if you look at who they have beaten, they beat an FCS team. They beat UMass, Texas State, Ooh. Bowling Green. Not exactly a murderer's row of opposition no. there for Eastern Michigan. So the schedule is going to get tougher. Ben Bryant is now the starting quarterback who came in, transferred from Cincinnati, took over for Preston Hutchinson. Uh, strength of the defense is actually against the pass. They've got a very good secondary. So really couldn't get there on the side in this one. But that's another one, like I talked about with Miami of Ohio and Ohio. Be looking to the under, seeing some 54 and a half. It is 54 at BetMGM. Maybe wait on these. See if you can get the under as close as you can before game time because these totals are going to go up. Because, look, average bettors that are going to be betting this, they want to bet overs. Mm. They want to see it's action, baby. It's action. We want excitement and wackiness and high scoring. So if you want to bet unders, wait on it. And this was another one I would at least look at the under at first glance. And again, you mentioned at the college football playoff, we'll get the committee's going to give their first four tonight. So we'll find out uh, the road to the college football playoff who might have the upper leg there tonight. When we come back, Right now, Coach of the Year in the NFL. We'll give out the awards as it stands today and give you the odds when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. 
Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, when you look at the NFL right now as we stand through eight weeks, Nine weeks? I get confused with the bye weeks. You look at the, uh, right now, the odds on favorites to be the coach of the year in the NFL. And this is fascinating to me on so many narrative levels, okay? Because you've got the young and you've got the old right now as your co-favorites. And that would be Brandon Staley, who some have already, you know, dubbed the Mm -hmm. new boy genius, right? Coming over from Sean McVay, defensive coordinator there. I guess Mike McCarthy right now. Mike McCarthy. You know, uh, he, what, what the hell does he know, right? He, mm. He's thrown out of Green Bay. He goes down to Dallas. as a terrible year one. Mike McCarthy right now, the co-favorite with Brandon Staley. And there's Cliff Kingsbury there, another potential boy genius with the boy genius himself, Sean McVay at plus 900. So you have to look at pathways before you make your wager here and who the coach of the year actually will be. Because I think the narrative is that the Cowboys are going to win in spite of Mike McCarthy. Right. But if the Chargers win, it's because of Brandon Staley. Do you think – I don't even know if those narratives are true, but they do feel like to be those are the talking points that a lot of people will have before the – remember, before it's voted on. This is a voted-on award here for Coach of the Year. So you got to get into the narrative street a little bit before you just say who we actually think will win the award. 
Yeah, exactly. And and I'll start with the uh, top of the board here. And look, I think Brandon Staley is very good. So but we did see on Sunday against Bill Belichick. Boy, did he take that as a challenge. If you don't think that this guy doesn't hear, oh, this this is the new <laughs> this is the new me, right? This yeah. is the new guy. Well, I'll show him who is boss here. And Bill Belichick absolutely did. And and I even mentioned that on our show, The Green Zone, on Sundays right here on Vison. There are still sometimes, even though Bill Belichick made a couple mistakes this year, I thought uh, not going for it in overtime on fourth and three against Dallas was a mistake. I thought kicking that long field goal totally agree. on Sunday night against Tampa Bay was a mistake on a fourth and three when you had time, you know, go ahead and get that. You had the short passing game working, go ahead and try to get that first down. But nevertheless, there are still times as Sunday proved that Bill Belichick is playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. And really, you saw it in two of those games in the late window. Bill Belichick check and also Sean Payton yes who I think everybody kind of sees is maybe just below but certainly a top three coach and he has a Super Bowl ring to prove it but how about Sean Payton uh, in mid-stretch they're having to basically go with this third string quarterback in Trevor Simeon and putting together a game plan and beating Tom Brady and Tampa Bay at home Sean Payton's always been good as a home underdog by the way and Sunday was no exception and was able to go ahead and get by those guys, especially on a short week from a Monday night prep. And, you know, Sean Payton always is going to be a candidate. Still that damn 25 good. 25 to 1. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm with you there. Let's just say that Trevor Simeon, because obviously Jameis Winston is out for the rest of the year. And we don't know Taysom Hill coming back off injury, who the starting quarterback is going to be there in New Orleans. When you look down the board, I think you, you identified the right guy. Right, and potentially even John Harbaugh doesn't get maybe enough credit because they just go, well, Lamar Jackson. It is interesting at Peyton because if the Saints can get something rolling here now, mm -hmm. right? Because again, we got to project down the road what we think is going to happen. I think that's a a good play for a long a longer shot at twenty five yeah. to one. I, I look at Sean McVay at plus nine hundred, and I go, I don't see value there, and the reason is. They're going to go, how do you not win with Von Miller? Because and exactly, and Aaron because Donald. we know what Les Snead is doing here. It's like you're getting the best team that money can buy. You're putting your chips all in here. You trade for Matthew Stafford. They tweeted it out, too. They yeah. said that. We, we're pushing the chips in. The Rounders thing. Didn't he lose that hand, by I the way? He did lose the hand. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, the, the intent was there on that meme from Rams social media, but the <laughs> outcome kind of not fail. necessarily. So, you know, yeah, he lost that hand, by the way. So you don't want that to be an omen but nevertheless back to McVay you look at the fact that not only now bringing in Vaughn Miller you're paying Aaron Donald Donald oh garbage pails full of money same with Jalen Ramsey it's like you're accumulating all this talent less need and I think McVay is a good coach but is he going to get credit for that it's like oh god this is the best team that money can buy you know the Cronkies are giving less need a, bl a blank check here to go ahead and spend that money so uh I mean I just, I, I don't see a lot of value in McVay. Maybe a little bit more value in the other Sean and Sean McDermott, but we really haven't seen him drift. And obviously the Bills going into this season had high expectations. It's like, okay, this can be an AFC champion, and that's who I picked in the VSIN Pro Football betting guide was the Bills and the Rams. Yes. That was my Super Bowl that I projected. But look, Sean McDermott is an excellent coach. And even the Bills on Sunday, they didn't look very sharp off the bye week. Somehow still won by double digits. But yeah, but we know... And also the 
fact that they're going to probably pile up a lot of wins because the schedule is very manageable sure. down the stretch. Uh, we'll see if Josh Allen, by the way, can uh, stop the Manning cast Monday night curse because <laughs> every player that has gone on, by the way, has gone on that Manning cast on Monday night football has lost the following week. But it's going to be put to the test, though, because Josh Allen has the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. So maybe uh, maybe maybe they book Josh Allen for a reason. It's like we got to break this dang curse here. I want to talk more about Mike McCarthy at plus 650. I, I, I'm stunned. I'm just stunned after the narratives that have been thrown out about this guy that he is now the co-favorite with Brandon Staley. Is there any value here in Mike McCarthy? Because, look, Dak Prescott, by all accounts, it looks like he might be ready to go again. You're starting to look at the Cowboys now with only one loss in the NFC. Now the Buccaneers have two losses as a potential number one seed. I know that that's what they're going to be thinking about. He's got to get – look, I always say this. You can say, well, he's not really coaching. He just brought in Dan Quinn. He gets credit in my book for that. Mm -hmm. Like, if if all you're doing is making the, the analytics calls – and by the way, right now, he's like on the advanced side of the analytics, right? He's now one of the, the woke coaches in the NFL from a guy that was an old dinosaur at Green Bay. And he said, look, I did this, and I, I looked inside the way I've coached. And the numbers prove it, that he is coaching differently – than he has in the past. If this continues, are people really going to vote Mike McCarthy as coach of the year? I don't know that they are because, look, this Dallas team, let's not forget, this team's pretty loaded with talent. They are. You know, this this is a pretty good roster, and, you know, they have Dak Prescott back. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have Amari Cooper. You have Tony Pollard. You have all these different weapons, CeeDee Lamb. So this is a team with a ton of talent on the offensive side of the football and on defense. Even though they give up yards, they can force turnovers. Defense was actually probably had one of their best performances of the season Sunday night against Minnesota. Absolutely. So, but you always wonder about McCarthy, and I think certainly he, he's got to be considered. And I'm not a huge fan of his as a coach and some of his decisions making but eventually that 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 star in in the middle of the field that does carry weight with a lot of people because that is such a a powerful organization and being a coach under Jerry Jones not necessarily the easiest job in the world because sometimes uh, uh Jera wants to get in a little bit of the football decisions sure. a little bit he's a very active owner shall we say and and look and and I think he's been a great owner but a lot of people obviously think that he's a little bit too more active but when you're signing the checks I think you better damn well be active in your football team's operation but McCarthy, we're going to see how much credit he is going to get. Look, Kingsbury at 7-1. Kingsbury's been a better NFL coach, and he's one of those guys that's not the best X's and O's guy, but probably fits the NFL mode better than he does the college mm -hmm. mode. We're obviously finding that out with Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. The guy that was a genius in college can't coach in the pros, and then Cliff Kingsbury, the guy that was the donk at Texas Tech and at <laughs> USC as the coordinator, a much better fit in the NFL. So uh, when you bring up McCarthy, I'll get the name on the other side of the board with him too is in Matt LaFleur how much credit is Matt LaFleur going right. to get or is it going to be Aaron oh, well Rogers. it's Aaron Rodgers and he is playing uh you know the, the the best ball of his some of the best ball of his career you know Aaron Rodgers totally runs that operation so that's one thing about Matt LaFleur I don't think that he is going to get credit even though that 18 to 1 looks pretty big I, I look at Staley at plus 615 I'm with you I like him I think he's, he's going to be a great coach in this league for years to come but he's been out coached twice already this year he got badly out coached by John Harbaugh in Baltimore in a team just wasn't ready to play and got out coached by Bill Belichick last week. So the narratives sometimes are the reasons why you see guys like Brandon Staley right there at the top of the board of plus 650. For me, 
I, I just don't see that. But again, it's not necessarily what you actually do. Sometimes it's the perception of you. And Brandon Staley right now is the is the darling. Yeah, he's the media darling, and he's the new analytics and, guru. And that does obviously matter. It, it absolutely does for for something that is voted on before you you go really for the merits. Who should actually get the award? Because I'm with you. I look at Sean McDermott at 11 to one. I look at John Harbaugh at 22 to one. I look at Sean Payton at 25 to one. And I kind of look and say, I actually can make cases that they've done a better job mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. their teams right now with those much longer odds than Brandon Staley's done a plus six. And John Harbaugh could be one to keep an eye on. Look, I felt Baltimore taking that loss to Cincinnati. They had played so many high leverage games. That was the perfect time for a buy for the Baltimore Ravens. So that's obviously a team to watch. They get Minnesota here this weekend, minus five and a half over the Vikings coming off that Sunday night loss. So John Harbaugh might be one to keep in mind down the board. And I think just by the name and the price next to him, he'll see some support. Yeah, I, I'm again. These are always delicate uh, subject matters here for uh, to place your wager because you just don't know what the perception will be of these coaches as the seasons progress. But when we come back, we are going to talk about the big blockbuster trade and what happened with Von Miller as he now goes out west. We're going to do that when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi Line. Benjamin Albright is going to join us right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN mid-season football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, points spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe back alongside west reynolds i am dave ross this is the lombardi line and west we are monitoring a situation here in las vegas it does appear that henry ruggs has been involved in an accident here in las vegas tmz has reported this they are picking up this report we do not know exactly what the particulars are just yet obviously uh could affect his availability for the game on sunday Right now, we're just hoping for the best. Yeah, we're not going to confirm any of the rumors on social media yet until we hear something or something confirmed from the team. We actually flipped over to a lot of the local affiliates here in Las Vegas in the studio to see if they're reporting anything. A couple of the local stations are running with the TMZ report that it was a serious crash. That's what it was designated as at the TMZ report. But nothing further really to confirm. Obviously, we'll be monitoring this story throughout the afternoon. All right, it's time to bring in Benjamin Albright. Uh, Benjamin is a great... Denver Broncos insider knows everything going on with that football team. But very quickly, Benjamin, on this report here on Henry Ruggs, we've been following you on social media as well. Is there anything else that you know at this time that you can confirm uh, besides what we've just seen from this TMZ report? Well, um, I have a bunch of off-the-record information. I can tell you that there is a fatality with this accident, um, so I can tell you that. But beyond that, I'd like to keep the rest of that, that most of that information is, is still off the record and uh, wait for the official report on that. But uh, it is a serious accident. Uh, Henry Ruggs involved, and, and there is a fatality. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Benjamin. Yes, and again, we are just hoping that everybody involved in that accident, obviously uh, the fatality, this is devastating news, but we will find out the particulars as the day proceeds here at VEASAN. But Benjamin, let's talk about uh, the reason why we wanted to have you on the program obviously was the big news yesterday of the trade of Von 
Miller uh, to the Rams for a second and a third round pick coming back to Denver. Was this something, Benjamin, that had been discussed? Were you hearing and uh, reading through the tea leaves there that this was a, a potential deal that Von Miller would be, in fact, on the move? Well, he was he was not really um, – I can tell you Sunday morning uh, he was not expected to be moved. Uh, it had nothing to do with his not being in the Washington game. Uh, in fact, he went out with the captains to the coin toss. Uh, but uh, he was not expected to be moved Sunday morning. Talks had not gotten substantive enough, and, and, and the offers uh, for uh, four of them had not gotten big enough at that point to uh, justify moving Von Miller. And then the Rams came along with an idea uh, that Sunday, late Sunday and, and early Monday, which was we'll give you the second rounder and the third rounder if you'll eat the $9 million cap hit. Uh, that way we can get him in here and get him under the cap and, uh, and and make it work. And that's ultimately how it came together. There were talks with Dallas. There were talks with Buffalo and Minnesota as well, but they never went anywhere. And uh, Benjamin, I did want to ask you about this, just the move from the not only the cap standpoint, because I think maybe there's a perception out there that, okay, Denver is going to punt on the season here because they went ahead and obviously have dealt Vaughn Miller. But it kind of felt like maybe they had to a little bit because are they going to resign him? Bradley Chubb seems to be along the lines of coming back very soon. So what do you make of this move in terms of how Denver is going to carry on through the rest of the season? They just stopped a four-game losing streak, but this AFC West is still very much wide open. Right, and and I don't think the Broncos are going to be sellers. I think it was just a situational type deal where you had Von Miller. He wasn't going to uh, re-sign for the amount of money that you were looking to re-sign him for. George Payton, when he came in, had actually asked Von to take a pay cut, and he chose not to. Uh, and so I, I think they looked at this and said, well, you know, if we're not going to be able to get him back at our price point, let's go ahead and get something for him now uh, if if the price is right. And, you know, they let it out there and everything. And I can tell you the offers early Sunday morning were just a single third rounder, and that was not going to get it done. So, um, you know, as, as the day wore on and as the game wore on and uh, George Payton was communicating with uh, uh, the Rams, they, they ultimately got that deal done by, you know, like I said, eating the cap, which doesn't hurt the Broncos. The Broncos have the third best cap space in the league. So eating the $9 million doesn't hurt them at all. And they were able to buy the extra picks. And now they've got enough ammunition to go out and get a quarterback this offseason. Well, there it is, Benjamin. That uh, leads us to the next question here, the quarterback position, because obviously uh, Teddy Two Gloves got off to a great start to this season, 3-0, and but kind of uh, regressed a little bit to the mean there. Drew Locke, it looks like. I don't know if he's going to be the long-term answer there in Denver. So you do think that right now the, the starting quarterback next year might not be on the roster today? Yeah, I would say you're probably about 99% on that unless they're unable to get a deal done. Um, they, they, will, they will heavily pursue. Uh, if Deshaun Watson were to be cleared, they would, uh, they would pursue him. If not, they were heavily in pursuit of Aaron Rodgers this summer. They just couldn't get the Packers to pick up the phone. And then we all know <laughs> Russ Wilson wants out of Seattle. So um, that would be something that they would be heavily, heavily interested in as well. And uh, Benjamin, do want to stick a little bit here on Denver. Vic Fangio status here, uh, obviously very much maligned if you follow the social media during the, <laughs> the football games week to week here in the NFL. But look, four and four, just one game back or actually a game and a half back now, the Raiders who come off a bye week. But uh, what is Vic Fangio status in terms of what you're hearing in Denver right now? Well, he's always had a playoff mandate this season. That was part of the deal when George Payton got there. He's like, he told Vic, hey, you got, you know, Vic was part of the crew that, that selected him. So it's kind of an odd situation. George said, you're my guy this year. Uh, you got a playoff mandate. We got enough 
enough pieces here. I think, you know, you can make that happen. we got to show that improvement. Uh, he asked Vic Fangio and, and Pat Shermer what they needed to get the job done. They said they needed Teddy Bridgewater. They said they needed some more corners. So they went out and got Ronald Darby, Fuller, and uh, draft Pat Sertan. Um, he said they needed to re-sign Simmons, Shelby Harris, and Von Miller did all those things. And, you know, here we are sitting at 500 and, and looking like a team that's probably on the outside looking in. Talking to Benjamin Albright, uh, Denver Broncos insider here. So you see the long odds there to win the division now. It's 17-1. to 1, But to Wes's point, just a game and a half back of the Raiders here. So if Vic Vangio kind of has that Sean Penn feel to him, like dead man walking, uh, potentially if they don't make the playoffs this year, Who's calling the strings? I know that John Elway stepped away, but Benjamin, does he still have influence? I mean, it's still John Elway in Denver. And is he somebody there that's still saying, all right, we got to make another change? Well, he, he has influence and institutional knowledge, but his role with the team is a non-football role. It's more of a business role, and his contract expires at the end of the year, and he won't be back. Same thing with Joe Ellis, who's the team president right now. So George Payton is calling all the football shots. I know there have been other speculation out there over the time, but it's, it's not. It's it's George Payton's call. Uh, if it had been John Elway's call, Drew Locke would have been starting this year, and Teddy Bridgewater would not have been traded for. <laughs> Absolutely. Benjamin, sticking in the AFC West, a team that we have not talked about, is the team that plays played last night and won, but didn't look very impressive. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Dave and I were talking about this at the beginning of the show. I don't want to say that this team is broken, but this team is injured, if you if you want to call it that. Because Kansas City, they just they can still put up yards and they can still score points. Didn't do it last night, but man, this offense, something seems very much off with these guys. Well, it's a combination of things. You know, you've, you've got a we'll, we'll charitably call it a defense. I don't know what they're doing out there is actually playing defense, but um, you know, out there it's just hemorrhaging points, and you got an offensive line that's just never come together. You know, they had that offensive line before um, that it, it had a lot of starts together. They just kind of knew what was going on. They knew each other, and this new offensive, this new rebuilt offensive line has never come together, and it, it's presented a problem. You got runs getting blown up in the backfield. You got a quarterback that's running for his life all the time, and you know they've tried to dial up a bunch of short stuff quick game to kind of counter for the fact that this offensive line looks lost and that takes away from what makes Kansas City great you know and that's the deep ball those speedy receivers so um, you know I think it's just a combination of things I, I'd be wary of them I know they're you know sitting at the seller of the division with the Broncos right now but I'd be very very wary of them as a sleeping giant going forward yeah and that's what I was just going to ask you Benjamin it's like can they turn this around we know that nobody right now at least is running away with this division but it's tough to see that they're going to turn this around and they're all of a sudden going to be the old Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, look at it last night. If you just looked at that, that tape in a vacuum, you'd say, okay, this isn't a Super Bowl team. But we know what they're capable of. We know what Andy Reid is capable of. And I, I'm just never betting against Kansas City, uh, you know, at least uh, at least to make the playoffs. I think Buffalo's a stronger team this year. But at least to make the playoffs and make some noise in them. i got about 90 seconds left with Benjamin Albright of the Denver Broncos as an insider there. Let's talk about this week's game coming up against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they did get that win to get off that four-game losing streak. They do make the trade of Von Miller. I wonder what that locker room is going to be like in the tone and tenor in there. Now they go on the road and have to, uh, they're going to get a, get a lot of points here, Benjamin. What do you expect to see from the Broncos this week in Denver? Uh, excuse me, in Dallas? Uh, to be honest with you, I expect a law. Else is going to beat the brakes off of Denver. I think Dak Prescott, um, you know, being back certainly helps that. But there's an interesting, interesting storyline here. Is you know, Denver's probably going to be in the market for a head coach next year, and two of the favored candidates are sitting at the coordinator jobs for Dallas. 
You know, you'd think Kellen Moore might have the edge, but Dan Quinn with his relationship with George Payton might actually have the edge in that battle. So it'll be interesting to see how those coordinators perform against the Broncos in this game. Wow. As a Cowboy fan, they're already dismantling the staff, but that's exactly <laughs> what happens in the NFL. Uh, Benjamin Albright, really appreciate the time and the information you're covering the Denver Broncos. Uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Sounds good. Thank All you, Benjamin. Right. So we'll keep an eye on that. But how about that? Lay the 10, so says Benjamin, that the Cowboys going to beat the brakes off his Broncos. I'm not so sure. We might be able to get to that in the final segment. All right. And when we come back, we'll talk a little Thursday night football right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on the World Series. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game, and if either team hits a home run in the game, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the World Series like never before with BetMGM's live betting options and boosted odds specials at your fingertips for every single game. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a home run is hit in the World Series game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued on non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. And we just had Benjamin Albright on from the Denver Broncos as an insider there. And he says that the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the brakes off those Broncos come Sunday down there in Jarrow World. you got to lay 10 to do that. Wes, you think that number might be a little bit too big. I do, and apparently the market does too at certain places. Now down to 9.5 pretty much. We did see a 9 flash at one store back to 9.5, still at 10 at BetMGM. I think 10 is big, and we were talking about this game a little bit over the break before we came back on. I feel like if you're laying Dallas here, you're, you're like buying a stock at the 52-week high. Sure. That's what it very much feels like to me. And look, we don't know yet if Dak is going to be back. All of a sudden, Dallas does have a commanding lead in the NFC East. And look, this is going to be wrapped up before they have the Salvation Army canister on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> against the Raiders. This division's probably going to be wrapped up 6-1. and one. Dallas now up three and a half games over the nearest pursuer, Philadelphia at 3-5. and five. So they're going to win this division. Obviously, still a lot to play for in terms of like home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC. So that doesn't mean there's no sense of urgency here, but is this one of those touch and go spots where it's like, do you think we can get by with Cooper rush here? Mm. We know this Denver offense has not been exactly terrific and they have come back to earth. And you look at Denver and we talked about that with Benjamin Albright in the last segment, they're not punting on the season. And why would they, they're still right in the mix of that AFC West. And there's not much separation right now with the chiefs kind of falling back to earth. The Raiders still very much an unknown commodity here. And also the chargers blooms off their rose a little bit. We were talking about with that coach of the year thing with Brandon Staley, all of a sudden, uh, all the mainstream media kind of kind of starts to ride the train here a little bit, and then you get two losses. That's how it works in this league, uh, from the uh, penthouse to the outhouse, no really. So you look at Denver, 4-4. Four and four. They haven't beaten any team with a winning record. They added a win on Sunday against the Washington football team. So obviously this is a step up in class, but I think at 10 this is a big number because I think you're getting Dallas – you know, priced really as high as they are as they are going to be. By the way, this was like seven and a half on the look ahead. And then what did viewers see on Sunday night football? They saw Cooper Rush. It's like, well, they went on the road against at least a somewhat solid team. Not a good team, no. but not a bad team in Minnesota, no. and still get a win. It's like, oh man, these dudes are just loaded for bear, man. They got 
you know, Cooper Rush in there winning games on the road in a tough environment on Sunday. So, you know, they're Gucci from this standpoint. <laughs> so that's why you're seeing this adjustment from seven and a half to 10. 10 is now where you're seeing the buyback because Denver does have a pretty solid defense. And especially if they do get Chubb back, I don't think not having Von Miller. Von Miller is not the Von Miller of old. No. He, look, he can still contribute to a potential Super Bowl contender out there if the Los Angeles Rams, but he is not n- nearly what he was at this standpoint. I think Bradley Chubb obviously is more of an upgrade if he comes off IR this week. And I think you're seeing maybe a little bit of an in- anticipation that he just might. But I think a lot of this buyback right now in Denver is just, okay, Dallas is priced to the moon here. Let's take a stand. Okay, we talk about sometimes the best bets are the ones you don't make. There's one bet that I should have made that I waited because the Cowboys week one, you mentioned about wrapping up the division before we get to Thanksgiving, right? They were almost plus $2 before the season started pre-flop. And I said, well, they're going to play Tampa Bay week one. More than likely, they're going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. So I'll wait until after week one to get even better value. They lose that game, and it goes down because people are now astute. They went, wait, they looked really good even in defeat. And then after week one, we had Will Hill right on here on the Lombardi line. And he said, Dave, even now, at a small, and then it went to like minus 130 early on. He said, that's still good value. Now that value's long gone because the division's all but wrapped up. I try to get a little bit greedy there and wait till after week one. Sometimes trust you in your intuition. This was clearly the best team in the NFC on paper before the year started, and it's bearing fruit now. If you're a Cowboy backer to win the NFC East, I don't think you have to sweat that thing out at all. No, I don't either. I don't I don't anticipate that the Washington football team or the Giants or the Eagles all of a sudden are going to get hot and string together four or five wins in a row. So this division is all but officially over from this standpoint. And look, to Dal- Dallas has been healthy this year. I thought last year they were clearly the most talented yes. team in the NFC East, but they weren't healthy. It wasn't just Dak. It was also that offensive line. And look, one of the things that's kind of an, an untold story, or I think not told enough on Dallas this year, it's not just Dak being back. All of a sudden, Zeke Elliott at least looked oh. like he's got a little bit more spring in his step. Even though I think Pollard, I kind of consider him more of the home run hitter in terms of a running back because he's so good after contact and he gets you so many extra yards. But all of a sudden, this running game can go and this running game can go because you got a healthy offensive line. And Dallas has always been, I think, really solid on the offensive line when they're healthy. But they had to play so many backups last year. And that's why you saw that yards per carry just plummet for they, both of those guys. They last were going to third string offensive lineman a year ago. And a lot of those guys that got valuable reps in a garbage season last year are now paying dividends this year. Tyron Smith went out again uh, in the win on Sunday in Minnesota. That's why those backups now, it's not a huge drop off. Now they have reps. Yes. It's kind of like, you know, we're about to get to college basketball season here in about a week or two when you got to play a bunch of freshmen and what do they say freshmen become sophomores. Mm-hmm. So you have so many injuries. Well, all of a sudden these guys at least have gotten reps and they took their lumps a little bit and now when they have to play more minutes and have to move into more substantive roles all of a sudden they're ready for that challenge absolutely so again that's a big number on sunday against denver gonna lay that 10 kind of with less than this one i might stay away see what the market says uh before we get to kickoff let's talk about market changes here for thursday night football here between the jets and the colts because i believe you mentioned west that the look ahead on this was about seven seven and a half and now that's gone way up to ten and a half now for the colts you and I backed the Colts on Sunday. I felt like we were on the right side, but the wrong result happened. What do you think is the potential right side on Thursday? Yeah, and uh, we were talking about this with Will Hill at the end of the last hour, and I know he likes the Jets at plus 10.5. I want to wait to see if I can lay 10 or less with the Colts because, look, 
I'm a Colts fan, but I don't like my fandom really necessarily cloud my betting judgment. But I did like the Colts. I was on them with you, and they had their opportunities. Oh, they were up 14 to nothing. nothing. And I agreed, actually. I didn't agree with Frank Reich on very much on Sunday and watching that game back. But I agreed going up with it, 14 to nothing, and trying to go for the kill shot and put this team away 21 to nothing. And then on fourth down, Michael Pittman, ball lost in the lights. You know, the Lucas Oil roof was mm-hmm. open. Uh, our our hard-paying uh, tax taxpayers there in Marion <laughs> County and in Indianapolis and also the donut counties around the Circle City paying for that roof. That roof ended up kind of screwing him in the end there with uh, Michael Pittman getting that ball lost in the lights. But Colts had so many opportunities, uh, kind of a bad break there when I believe it was Tyquan Lewis, the defensive lineman that picked off a pass. That's right. He starts running with the ball. He blows out his knee while he runs. And then he fumbles the ball, and it was just like it's so cold. And that led to the A.J. Brown touchdown for the Titans. Yeah, and Xavier Rhodes misses the tackle. Kind of a lazy effort there on the edge. And then all of a sudden, A.J. Brown was off to the races. But Colts still had their chance. You know, they had that where Carson Wentz, if he would have took a safety, it probably would end up hurting them a lot more. Well, anyway, he throws that over the middle. It's returned for a touchdown. But nevertheless, the Colts got back down for the tying possession in overtime. They got that beneficial pass interference penalty. And when you look at some of these numbers, Dave, I know the Colts had three turnovers, but the Titans turned the ball over twice. Derrick Henry got held to 2.4 yards per carry. Now, obviously, we didn't know what the extent of the injury was at that time, but that's still 2.4 yards carry for a guy that was a 2,000-yard running back last season. And also the fact that the Titans had 11 accepted penalties for 161 yards. When do you ever win a game when you have that many penalties and that much penalty yards? Well, the Titans found a way, and the play calling in overtime when you only needed three, six minutes left to go, two timeouts, and all of a sudden you're not running the ball. Jonathan Taylor was on the side of a milk carton. (laughs) couldn't find him when he's kind of emerging as one of the top five backs in the league. So the perception is, okay, this is over for the Colts. And now they're three games back here in the AFC South. But now you get an injury to Derrick Henry. You get a Tennessee team that maybe is getting a little bit overpriced. You still have the Colts with the Jets coming in next week and then the Jaguars the following week. You win those two games, you're five and five. You're at least still in the mix. So. Mike White, look, I called him Money Mike White you on You did Sunday, on the show. And he was Money Mike White, but they did catch Cincinnati. That's one thing that wasn't priced in the market. They caught Cincinnati in a very tough spot. Cincinnati off their biggest win of the season and their third consecutive road game. So it was actually a solid spot for the Jets here. So, you know, moving down from 14.5 on the look ahead down to 10.5, if I can lay 10, I will with the Colts. I will say this, when you look at the Jets 4-0 and over, uh, in their last four games for the over, and how about the Colts now? They've been a good over team as well, 4-1 and one in their last five, 46.5. I'm kind of interested right there in that side, maybe going over uh, the posted total of 46.5. Wes, always a fun job uh, hanging out with you for a couple hours. Thanks to Will Hill and Benjamin Albright. Uh, Michael Lombardi back here tomorrow right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.